What's up guys? Welcome to Breaking Walls episode number 37. My name is James Scully. Today on The Wall Breakers, I sit down for a conversation about growth in music with London-based band Crash Island. I have been in touch with Crash Island since 2013 when they first submitted a track to me for one of their songs here on The Wall Breakers. And every time that they have submitted a track, I've loved their sound. It's grown, it's been evident, and their latest title, Dreamwaves, is no exception. I'm actually going to play the title track, Dreamwaves, from their EP of the same name, at the end of the podcast. I think you're really going to like it, and I'm going to give you their information at the end as well. If you like these podcasts and you want to listen to them more, please go to soundcloud.com slash thewallbreakers or search for The Wall Breakers on iTunes. If you're going to do that, please rate us, review us, subscribe, tell people, tell a friend, tell two friends. Word of mouth spreads these conscious chats around, and... I'm really looking forward to bringing to you a jam-packed spring of interviews here on the Wall Breakers podcast, Breaking Walls. It's April. The topic is growth. We get that from it being the beginning of spring. It's the time of year where if you look back on the last two topics, if you're vulnerable in February and you put yourself out there and you allow serendipity to come into your life in March, then you're going to grow from it in April. I'm not going to take up any more time. I want to get to this chat with Crash Island's Guillermo and Jeremy. And thank you once again, guys, for tuning into Breaking Walls. Stay tuned. Hey, guys, back on Breaking Walls, and my guest today is the London-based band Crash Island. And they have been submitting music to the Wall Breakers for a few years now, and it's music that I really enjoy, and they classify it as dark tropical music. And that's something, until speaking with Crash Island, I had never heard that classification before. I want to welcome you guys to the podcast. Hello. Now, that is Guillermo from Crash Island, and we also have Jeremy. That's me. <laughs> Why dark tropical? In the sense that if you classify your music as something, how did this sound, dark tropical, the lyrics, the melodic tones, which... It's very accurate. It's a very accurate way to describe your sound. Where does that come from? What is it about your music that makes you feel that way that you would even classify something as dark tropical? I think just because at the time when we assembled the band, when we first met, all had different music backgrounds, and I think, I think that, that there was a sense of groove and of like bringing ideas, reggae and. Uh, and even scared sometimes, and at the same time, you had like, uh, for instance, Yusuf, the drummer that is not here today, um, he's a lot influenced by punk music and uh, music like the, the National, which is a lot darker, it was more aggressive, and so it was about uh, a way to reflect all those influences and uh, how they actually blended together in the music. Yeah, I think this, um, this kind of came naturally from the outside rather than from us, it's, I think basically the outside, as in people that were listening to our music, would hear us, and because of our different backgrounds, they'd hear those influences naturally, and they would say, oh, that's, this is dark, and this is tropical, so it just kind of naturally came together. It wasn't like something we were looking to create, and um, I think as well, as you said already, that you can hear there is a certain darkness to the music, so I think it's it's quite it's quite an accurate description. I had mentioned to you guys earlier that one of the albums that I listened to a lot at different points in my life was a Springsteen album called 
darkness on the edge of town. Mm-hmm. And the album itself has very specific feelings of longing and living with loss and themes that when we're kids, most of us don't have to confront, even into our early 20s. But then as we start to get a little bit older, these feelings of, oh, I didn't get that right when I expected I would and I had to work harder for it or someone I really cared about passed away, etc. There's a definite sound of, of longing and of lost or chasing something and wanting something in your music. Would you agree with that? Are, are those themes that consciously have been present in your writing, in your melodic compositions and things like that? I, I think personally for, in terms of a theme, lyric, lyrical theme, or I think it, it's not a conscious um, thing personally. Um, for me, it's, I think you're completely right though, but I think it's, it's more of a subconscious uh, thing that kind of just comes out when making the song um, or the lyrics. Um, and yeah, it is exactly that. For me, it's it's uh, there's a lot of themes, especially in this EP of nostalgia and kind of trying to trying to find yourself in the in the big city. You know, like we are we live in London, and it's it is a tough city to to live in. And um, creating music is that way of releasing those emotions. I don't know how Jeremy would see it, because he would see it differently from a more musical aspect. But to tell from the music, because music is so abstract, you know, and just uh, I don't even know how it works. You know how how you get feelings from music. It's uh, it's quite mysterious for everyone, I guess. So. Uh, maybe the music sounds nostalgic, uh, as you said, but I, I wouldn't say it's conscious. But maybe, maybe it, it does sound that way. Now, you guys live in London. I live in New York City. So, although we live in different cities, our experiences as people are in two of the very largest cities in the entire world. And we're all artists in different ways. You're musicians. I'm a visual artist. You speak yeah. about finding yourself, but so. You have to find yourself in a big city like London as a person, separate from your music, but at the mm. same time you have to find who your music voice is at the same time, and those things are very much combined yet separate. And I think as an artist, and I don't, I don't want to project too much onto you, but that can sometimes be very difficult because part of finding yourself in a big city is I have to make my rent and I have to do this and that. Mm. But then at the same time you want to be creative and you want to come up with this music and where is the balance for you guys? How do you find that balance? Because I, I, I'm sure that there are times that you go out of balance and, and you have to step back and say, wait, okay, wait a second, let me... That's the great struggle of every artist in a big city. And it is a bit of a roller coaster. You know, you kind of, you have your, good, your better days and, and your worst days. For me, it's just a matter of uh, taking your time with it, I guess. You know, you're in, you're in it for the long run. That's what, you know, we do what we love. That's the most important thing. You just gotta keep going. <laughs> I guess for me, it, what for me, what's important is there's no rebound. You just go for it. Yeah, I think about the same. And then, yeah, and then you have to do so many things. That's the only way to keep going as well. Is to have always things on the side. You just can't focus on on one aspect of the music making because that that's just not sustainable. You mentioned mm. two very interesting things right now about not having a rebound and being in it for the long haul and you know Jeremy like you just said I think that's a good mindset because if if you were to take a different approach 
it wouldn't be sustainable. As in, when you say you're in it for the long haul, I think to myself, you indirectly mean life. Like life is a long time. Don't rush through it. Take your take your time. And these are themes that mm -hmm. seem to, in some ways, come out absolutely in your music, especially in your latest EP, Dream Waves. I've felt a very strong sense of specifically on the song Dream Waves itself. When your voice mm -hmm. kicks on, I, I felt myself say out loud, yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, this is great. You know, as soon as, as soon as your voice kicked in, there was something emotional that it hit inside of me immediately. And, and it could be that we're peers, relatively the same age, so we're going through similar things. But there's an, there's an emotive quality in your music of trying to catch something, if that makes sense. And mm -hmm. almost like you're chasing time. And you just said, in, you know, you just said a second ago about how you're in it for the long haul. I get a very strong sense of, of Warhol, of Bowie, of the talking heads, of horror movies in your sound. What are you guys influenced by individually? And when you're making music as a collaboration like that, I'm sure that you guys have similarities and differences in who you are as individuals. Where are these influences coming from? What are you guys so strongly influenced by that's coming out in your music? Uh, Anthony, you mentioned horror movies. Uh, I think personally... Like especially with synthesizers, a lot of the sounds I, I come up with are you know, influenced by my childhood, you know, by cartoons and yeah, horror movies as well, and uh, and I guess so. Yeah, I guess like for me, influence-wise, it's been a, a huge change and kind of development through throughout my life, as as with many people, you know, everyone really. Um, and I think it's a way of combining everything that you've experienced throughout your life and and you, you kind of gather everything into that point where you create that certain sound at that moment. So um, at this point, I would say I'm very much influenced by the Latin American culture, South America, Latin music, the kind of more tropical rhythms, tropical music. Um, and I think on this EP in particular, there's a few uh, moments where you can especially hear that, but I think even more so in the newer songs that we're making, it's even more apparent, this kind of newfound love for Latin music. Mm -hmm. So I, I think within the last year and a half, maybe two years, I've kind of, you know, rediscovered my, my own interest within music. It's kind of uh, a newfound love. <laughs> Is that something that you guys have to consciously think about? You know, you said my I had to rediscover my own love of music while you're making music. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's again a, a subconscious thing rather than a conscious thing. It's just you kind of you kind of um, overwhelmed by you're kind of fascinated by these new things that you haven't really paid attention to before, and suddenly you you realize that you know you're you love this so much and so you become more attracted to that and you kind of start to explore a different route that you haven't before and I think that's the beauty of being creative and and creating stuff is that you follow a certain route a certain path um, that maybe is unique to you you know 
-hmm. and I think basically as being in a band that's what we all kind of do in our own way but in separate in our own separate ways and then when we are in a band we we merge them all together yeah and I think that's why bands do have such unique sounds you know because you merge different personalities together rather than just have a one solo person Crash Island has a sound you don't sound like some other band you sound like Crash Island so you individually are very unique people uh, Jeremy I want to ask you or I guess I want to ask both of you guys how are you when you guys sit down to make new music how is the lyrics how are the the musical compositions how are you guys handling that how much of it is for instance one of my favorite bands is a band called Spoon, and I know that they've recorded albums where they've actually all been remote because they don't all live in the same place anymore. And it's worked for them, and I don't know that that could work for everybody. How, you know, how do you even know when it's time to make an EP, etc.? How, how is this working for you guys in Crash Island? It's usually very instant, like when we make a song. Some songs just take 20 minutes to make, and we just jam out the song. So sometimes it's just set with a beat, and uh, very quickly with we come up with the rest of the song. Yeah, we, we made a song in 20 or 30 minutes. That's how we usually do it. That, that, that I mean, makes things easier to do things that way. <laughs> yeah, I think basically the idea is to capture something, you know, capture the essence of the song. And then once you have that, then actually developing it and, you know, refining it and adding the lyrics you know, you might grab one line of the lyric and that kind of defines the song. So you kind of captured something and that's, I think that's what Jeremy's referring to is that, you know, we usually go for the instant, something that works, something that we can, we can all, we're all happy with. And then once we have that, then the actual development of that and finishing it off takes a little bit longer. But I think the magic is when, when you capture something straight away. Those moments when you guys do capture something straight away, is there something else like the synergy that you're feeling in those moments uh, is a lot of it just being open and receptive and being present at the time uh, it seems to me that when you guys struggle or anybody when we're struggling to create for me personally it's usually because my mind is somewhere else so how I can't be open if I'm not here would you say that that's similar for you guys differences would you say that it's changed from say strange shores until in dreamways has has your process changed at all becoming easier now because we know each other better so I, I think it's easier to develop you know each other's energy even if you're not open-minded on, on that day open to creating something as you mentioned you like the the viewers one or two or three other persons open to to doing it and ready to, and then you want them to get something yeah, I'd say the approach has been very similar in throughout the since we started. You know, as we do it more, we kind of get to, as we know each other more as well. We, it, it like Jeremy says, it's, it's become easier to capture something. But the essence of it is is very much like you said in the present, there in that moment, and and I think it is important to not be distracted. I think. But there is something special about being in the rehearsal room that it's hard not to be, it, no, sorry, it's hard to be distracted, for me personally. Like when I'm in the rehearsal room, I'm really focused on the music, on the sound. I'm not thinking about anywhere else at that time. Would you say that for both of you guys, making music together is a release? Yeah, totally, yeah. 
So mm -hmm. how many years has it been since Crash Island was initially formed? The fourth year. Four years. So that's like you guys have gone through high school together in a way. In that, <laughs> you know, in, meaning that it's four years is a long time to play music yeah. together. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we've evolved together, really, for the last four years, yeah. How did you guys initially come together four years ago? We, we all moved to London on the, on the same year, so we were, we were all new. And uh, so Gemma and I met first, and then there, there was Jerome and Yusuf just, just maybe two or three months later. We, yeah, we were all new, all new in town, so that we're all in the same situation and trying to find and to develop the same things. That openness that you guys had, that you're all new in town and you're all experiencing the same thing, and your music, Strange Shores, Stormy Nights, Dream Waves, one of my idols, Bruce Lee, says be like water, meaning that if you're able to be like water, you can flow and, and be open, and you guys all came together in a moment where if you weren't in that kind of position, you might not have found each other. We've spoken about tropical influences, but there's a specific aquatic influence to your music. If you're calling, if every you know, song or EP has a reference to water of some kind, what is this reference to you guys? What are you trying to say that you, when each one of your EPs... <laughs> to be fair, that's been a very coincidental... It's funny how that turned out. I mean, I am very... I was born by the sea. I am a, you know, a seaside town. So the influence is definitely there. Like, again, it's not a conscious thing where I say, okay, the, the next EP needs to be have an aquatic theme. Looking back on it now, it's, it's funny to see how that has come about. But I do like the way you describe being flexible like water. I think that's, I think that's really important in doing music in general. You know, you can't be rigid. You, can't, you really need to flow um, and adapt in different situations. To, to create music, so I think that's a, a great metaphor. Dream Waves, the idea, because we're making music and we're trying to add you know, new quality to the music we're making, new, new, develop new aspects of it, and I think the idea of the title was just new ideas and the new sounds we were developing uh, with these songs. Yeah, there was a certain, I think basically what happened was there was a song that came out from a rehearsal that was called Dream Waves. Uh, which is a single of the EP, and then we kind of thought about what if we made our music a little bit more dreamier, you know, kind of making it less aggressive but more hypnotic, more kind of a mantra, you know, has a mantra feel to it. So I think that's kind of where we try to shift the music slightly into a certain direction. I think we've been doing that a lot with the new songs as well. So, yeah, I'm quite excited to see where the, the next batch of songs will take us as well. You just said that your new music, you wanted to shift the tone and have it become more like a mantra. Yeah. How is that then therapeutic for you? It seems that you're making therapeutic music. and <laughs> It's coming from your soul, so it must be also therapeutic to you because I can hear it in, in the music. This growth in sound, how has it changed the way that you view music, if at all? Yes, really. Everything. We try to make things more simple than we used to, or more focused, and to and to more like developing a single idea rather than putting many ideas together. Maybe that's the new focus. Definitely, I think I think it's definitely a lot harder to create something simple and that just just works 
for itself. You know, there's no overcomplicating things. Soon enough, when you add too many ideas, it becomes too much, and you lose the essence of what's lying underneath all the ideas. But I like how you say as well, uh, music being therapeutic, because I really do feel that you know when we create is to let go of a certain emotion or something. So what I hope is that people in return can identify with that and also find you know solace or a way of that music being therapeutic for them as well. I, I definitely agree with, with what you say, yeah. These core ideals that you're talking about, I think that's a very good bit of advice to artists of all kinds where sometimes we throw a lot of noise on top of things and we forget what the real meaning behind it is. Mm -hmm. How do you guys as a band and, and just as people, how are you consciously staying true to your ideals. And I'm sorry, but I, I just want to quickly say, I also really like, in a way that you said that the EP titles and, and the sound, it's not necessarily a conscious decision that you've made going forward, that it, it's aquatic-based or the growth that's coming from it, but that looking back on it, it's very much a, oh, wow, look at that. You know, l Growth is linear in a lot of ways, and you've grown th through this music. Uh, Jeremy, I don't know if you are a little bit different, how are you staying true to your ideals every day? Because music should be a release. A lot of times we bog ourselves down with expectations, but really it's, it's about letting go. So I, I think that, like you said, that, like you said we, we're here in the long haul, and you know, the, the ideas things that, you know, as you grow, you stick between music and you stick it developing your, yeah, your, your craft. That's how I do things, just like doing, doing music, that's my main purpose. What would you say that then the musical scene for you guys in London has been like? Is this a sound, I'm assuming it is, is this a sound when you play it live that people are transfixed, they want to listen to you more because you're able to capture them? To me, it, without knowing you guys, when I listen to your music, I can get a sense of who you are based on the music that you're creating. It has an inviting quality to it. It's an, it has an honest quality to it as well. How has the scene in London been for you guys as you're playing music live and going? And, and I know that you played all over the place, or maybe I, you know, I should ask, what are some differences in places that you've played music? I think you know, London is an interesting city, especially for kind of rock music. I think first of all, like there's so much, there's so much music that it's hard to kind of really make a stamp, you know, like, this is who we are, this is what we're about. It's hard to leave that impression on people just because there's just so many bands, which is awesome, but at the same time, you kind of need to find a way to stand out from the crowd. So I think part of that, developing that sound is, is kind of crucial for us to kind of to emphasize our own personalities, because that's the only way that we'll be able to stand out, is through our own selves. I think it was interesting when you said earlier, I, you said that uh, we had a specific sound, like this is the Crash Island sound. And I think that can be, that, that's a great thing, and it can also be a, it can be a bad thing for a, a new band that has no uh, major support from, or any backing, because it's harder to fit in in a certain scene that already exists. But I think for us as a band, it's been hard to actually pinpoint a scene that we belong to. I think we we will find it. I, are you saying essentially that it's taking you time because you have to create it because you aren't playing like a band that already exists. You're you 
you're yeah. having to create ambassadors to your sound. In a way, I mean, I don't want to sound obnoxious. No, not at all. Uh, it's that that's essentially what it is. We're not following a certain sound, and actually, I don't. I'd rather not do that. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd rather for us to just keep true to what we do, and then things will will work out for us. It's just a matter of time. But I wouldn't want to just follow a certain sound just because there's a specific trend going on. And I find that if we did that, we'd probably be a lot more successful right now. But you know, it wouldn't be Crush Island, so. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it goes back to what you said earlier about you have to be in it for the long haul. There, I don't think true success, which is probably mostly internal, you know, if we think about what success is, we define Definitely. it for ourselves. It has mm -hmm. to be what you guys want it to be, not what... Well, I mean, oh, well, you know, you've also... You guys have played in, in every kind of venue imaginable, I'm sure, across Europe. You've gotten to a fight with Fatboy Slim, which is I'd love to hear that story, because that's fantastic. It was quite fun. It was quite unexpected. I, I was really drunk. <laughs> I can't remember that well. But that's, you know, that's a life experience that's going to somehow play out in your music later on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was, it was a fun experience uh, at Caprice Festival in Switzerland and... You know, we were a little bit intoxicated, and there was nothing major that happened. It was just—it was all in good fun. It was on the main stage, on the main stage at Capri Festival, and basically, yeah, just went uh, went on on the main stage while Bad Boy Slim was DJing and was getting the crowd going for him because he was behind the deck, and I was I was at the front cheering, making everyone cheer, and uh, his. His like tour manager didn't like that, so he dragged me off stage. I mean, it's, it's not the most rock and roll story, but it, it was fun. Yeah, it's you guys have also had an opportunity to work with Gordon Raphael. How are you putting yourself out there and meeting these new musicians and, and uh, people involved in the music industry? How are you guys going about that? It's not too difficult to pitch your music. It's just about connecting with the right people. Then, so when when you find someone who likes you, your ideas and what you come up with, that. Uh, that's great, and that, that makes everything easier and you can move forward. Yeah, at the time, what happened was um, we were thinking of people to mix it, and Jeremy got in touch with, with Gordon just, just out of, you know, see what happened. And luckily, he liked the music. Like, he's one of the most, from my experience, one of the most open people to new music. And if he likes something, you know, he'll just, you know, he'll work with it. And we were lucky enough for him to to work with us, so that was that was really that was really really good, really interesting. Are you the kind of guys who I know you said earlier you're excited to see where the next bunch of songs leads you to, and that's understood that you're going to keep making music. Hmm. Are you more concerned with today, or are you somebody who has a certain kind of plan? Because when you're creating your own sound like that, I think a lot of times it's more difficult because it makes the the future muddy because you have to make it as you go. How far down the road are you guys looking as a band individually? You know, people always say, you know, Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles, and I don't think that that's necessarily true at all. I think they grew apart as people, and, and other things, when it, other factors went into that as well. Their their manager accidentally ODing, etc. But so, how far down the road are, are you guys looking? Building a house, so you you know, you put brick by brick. It's really hard to have a vision of the future. I think. Yeah. It really depends on the music we make first, and 
on the on the opportunities we are able to create from the music we create, you know, the music we recorded and we we we, we don't have done. So in the end, on the first, but it's really hard to have a clear vision of the future. But you know, no, mm. nothing. Maybe there are very few things in life where you have a clear vision of the future. <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely have an idea of where what I'd like the sound to be like, or maybe. Maybe from this EP, for example, it's not exactly how I would want it to sound, and I would, you know, I have a certain idea, and hopefully for the next one, you know, you're kind of constantly trying to achieve that. Mm -hmm. um, so, so in terms of sound, I can definitely see where I'd like it to be, but in terms of, you know, what the future holds for the band, it's it's hard to say. Really, I guess I guess it all lies within the the you know the members to be willing to keep meeting up and and keep creating. And as long as it's enjoyable for for all, I don't see why why it wouldn't work. Do you guys believe that it will stay enjoyable and you guys will want to continue to create music if you're as long as you're being open with each other and communicating and talking about things each day? I mean, you know, something could happen in your personal life and it's going to affect your musical drive at that moment, etc. That, that can happen in any part of life, in any activity that can happen in wedding, marriage, and everything. Yeah. So that's not that's not that different. I think like what what could put pressure is like have external pressure on the band create something. You know what I mean? Because at the moment we don't have that record label pressure to create a certain sound. And again, going back to that flexibility of water, I think you know part of being making music is also working with other people, not just not just yourself in a band. It's other people, you know, record label, manager, blah, you know, you've got it all. So many people that you're working with. So it's, I think it's it's learning how to work within those parameters that will determine the life lifeline of a band, really. I think. Well, and you as, guys, as well, many, many, many other things, of course, but that, that's, a, that's a kind of crucial thing. It seems to me, Guillermo, that you're very conscious about not just talking to yourself when you make music, even though you are essentially mm -hmm. talking to yourself in a way, but being relatable, too. I guess, you know, for me, music's a whole ecosystem. There's so much more behind the music, you know, I mean, music's what drives it, but we're, we're here to, to connect with people, ultimately, at least I am. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, and then you know you got the the audience, and that's really great when you when you are able to connect with with an audience. But essentially, what I've kind of grown into now is that I don't just do it for myself, like you say. You know, it's, it's more about connecting with other people. Well, so you guys just released Dreamwaves. I know that there's been some band member shuffling going on. Do you have shows lined up? Are you trying to? figure that stuff out. When you bring a new band member in, what is that like as far as playing the old music? Is that, how do you guys approach that kind of stuff, you know, without getting into any specifics? As an example, John Fushante, when he joined the Chili Peppers, he knew their whole catalog so well that they were like, this guy's fantastic, bring mm -hmm. him on right now. Yeah. Do you have live shows lined up for yourselves? Yeah, we still have live, uh, live shows lined up. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think with uh, new members, like as an example, as you say, and so many ideas, but you know, he kind of his whole sound influenced the the Red Hot Chili Peppers so much, and I think inevitably that's what will happen with 
having new people in is that they will they will bring new things to the band, you know. And unfortunately, you also lose things from losing people. So I guess it's a way to not lose your core, but to also adapt to your new circumstances. With Dreamwaves just coming out, are you enjoying the reception for Dreamwaves? I've really appreciated this EP. I think it's beautiful. For you guys, what do you qualify or quantify as whether or not something is a success? I think it can be a success as a new video if we get to it with the people we want and we are talking to right now and it leads to recording the, the next batch of songs and I think that yeah, that can be a success that way. Yeah, defining the success is hard but I guess it's quite early stages but I think it's definitely been a personal success in the kind of sound like we've, I, I definitely like where the CP has gone in comparison to the previous one I like where, where the sound is going. So in, in terms of that, I think that's, that's definitely a success. And uh, in terms of how people are responding to it, it's quite early stages, but I'm, I'm quite happy with how people respond to it. So it's going in a good direction, which is great. And what like Jeremy you... says, it's about looking forward to the next batch of songs for the, for the next stuff as well. Okay, so speaking of Dreamwaves, where can people find Dreamwaves and the rest of your music? Dreamwaves <laughs> <laughs> is pretty much everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. So essentially, Crash Island across the board on all of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are you guys are also on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram? Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, okay. everywhere. Oh, Crash, Crash Island everywhere. Okay. Taking over the world, <laughs> the virtual world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in the real world too, because you guys have got shows coming up, and the sound is beautiful. Definitely, definitely. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening to sit down with me and talk about the new album and the growth you guys have had in it. Thanks for inviting us. I really love what you're doing with Warbreaker. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Any closing remarks you guys want to give to your fans? Well, thank you for listening. If you listen <laughs> all the way up to here. <laughs> thank you, guys. Absolutely. Guillermo, Jeremy, thank you again for taking the time to sit down with me in your evening. They're located, as I said, in London, so that's a five-hour time difference. We recorded it in the evening for them and the afternoon for me. And also, there was a few production hiccups with this one. The audio quality is not as good as I would like it to be, but the message is absolutely as good as I would like it to be. And I want to thank you guys once again for sitting down with me. As we said at the end of the podcast, you can get all of Crash Island's music by searching for Crash Island on any forms of social media, specifically SoundCloud and iTunes or wherever you're going to get your music. Then, if you're into the Twitter-type world, then you can go with Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the normal social media outlets. Crash Island is how you find them. And if you like their sound, I would absolutely suggest that you guys keep listening. It's that time of the year where we open up, we go do new things, and we get out there. We enjoy the spring. I'm starting to see the more social things pop up on my calendar, me make more plans with people. It's that time of the year. The weather's getting nice. We want to be out there. We want to be reconnecting with people we care about and making new connections with people we don't know yet. So guys, as I always say, please keep getting out there. Keep breaking those walls. My name is James Scully. This has been Breaking Walls, episode number 37. And please enjoy Crash Island's Dream Waves, the title track from their new EP of the same name. And if you like their music, definitely keep listening. Thank you, guys. And until next time, I'll catch you on the flip side.
close my eyes, so long we'll dream for. 